0: You want Philly, Philly? Yeah, let's do, let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. It's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clarinet question, bro. I think we ought <laughs> to to be on the release. Start some playing with the Let's go. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Look at it all. Look at it all. <laughs> <get> <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go.
1: And good evening, everybody. My name is Eric Perigini. This is another edition of the Philly Philly podcast. My co-host Chris Lehiff is here. Pat Hausman is here, and we have with us again another, uh, as always, a very special guest and friend of the show, Frankie James from FlyersNittyGritty.com. Uh, tonight's episode is um, a, a personal one, uh, as we're going to be we're, we're touching on the. The ben Simmons issue with the Philadelphia 76ers and the the mental health aspect of sports and mental health in general and our our guest Frank James is um, a person who uh, deals and suffers from uh, some uh, mental health
2: uh, uh it's, it's all good, good. it's all yeah, good
1: yeah
2: i'm not sure exactly it's how right. to say it's it okay. um just say let me cut but i totally understand um the wording um, yeah, it's, um, it's all good. I suffer from, from a mental illness. Also a big mental health advocate, which I'll get into. Eric, it's all good. I love your nervousness though, dude. I've known <laughs> you like so long, it's, brother. It's a touchy subject. It's a, love, subject love, about, it's a wedding day over here, brother. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah and also um, our, our co-host, Pat Hausman, also does suffer from some mental illness. So this episode is basically um, like Chris and I have no idea what these gentlemen and, and people that – in the same boat as them go through on a day in and day out basis so we ask them to share their personal experiences and what their day-to-day routine is or or how they feel every day what you know certain things that may you know make them feel a certain way or not so uh, with that uh, gentlemen I'm going to give you guys the floor and uh, welcome to the show
2: yeah, thanks again for having me. Um, I feel like I'm like one of the one of the well, I'm obviously family. Uh, it's great to see obviously you, Chris Ernie. Um, cheese fry, welcome back. Don't forget anything about that. I got a cheese tot tonight for you, buddy. Um, this is something that I have been wanting to do for a really long time, and we get to touch a little bit about the Ben Simmons thing because, you know, we obviously know a little bit about him not wanting to be here, and then obviously now mental health comes into play because of what he had said. Now, regardless of like if he. Now, if he, if he if he suffers from it or if he doesn't, that's yet to be determined. But the fact that it's mentioned, I, and, I, and obviously we all agree, it's good to bring some awareness to it about what he really could be going through. And the fans here are going to, t- and the, the viewers of me, um, and everybody else watching are going to really learn a lot about the what it is like to deal with it. Um, and, by, and real quick, guys, by all means, anybody that's watching, um, I will be going into some deep things about some of the things I've been through. I'm very open about it. So, um, viewer beware. You're in for a scare. little goosebumps plug for us. Spooky season. Um, but yeah, guys, I know I love you. I love you for all having me here. And, uh, cheese fry, keep being cheesy, my man.
0: I guess this is me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm fine with sharing and, and I, I you know, I'm, it's good to have a discussion. Like I said, um, this is a topic that hits home for me. Um, yeah, I'm very open. I'm very open with it on my own Facebook page. Um, and I feel like I need to be because, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are suffering and they don't want to they don't want to reach out and, and and let people know what's going on because there is a stigma and taboo behind this subject. So I try to make it a little bit more public, make my struggle a little bit more public because it, it's a lot easier for people to uh, put a face to everything, but the men they're not going through this by themselves. So that's why I try to do it. And I uh, i get messages from people a lot that are going through issues, people I would never have thought were going through issues, and saying, you know, well, what did you do? How do I get through this? So, I mean, that's another reason why I do what I do. So, um, Frank, you know, I'll let you talk about, you know, what you go through on a daily basis, and then, uh, you know, I'll take it from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I hope you guys got you guys, something to drink, and everybody use the bathroom if you need to take two, because we're about to go up. Listen, like I said last night on the Friday the Tank Show, plug at the Friday Tank Show. Preheat your ovens for three fifty because it's cupcake time, guys. Um, I'm just – if you guys don't mind, I'm actually – are you guys on Twitter? Are you guys live on Twitter too, guys? All right. I just want to make sure I um, – I want everybody to uh, really – it's really important to me so you know how I feel about this. I want to make sure we get uh, – about- uh,
3: I'm pretty sure I just tagged you on Twitter.
2: Oh, good. You should have. Um, so, yeah, um, I've been suffering from mental illness uh, – since I was ten, I'm 32 now. Um, I've been in a therapist since I was ten. Um, you know, when people suffer from mental illness, it comes with a lot of other things: uh, anxiety, depression, um, the crawling out of your skin feeling. And Pat, you know what that feeling is like—not um, wanting to live anymore. Um, just the things alone, those sort, and all that in the one is what the definition to me is of, of suffering from mental illness: the times where you don't want to get out of bed for days and. I still suffer from that, Um, you know, every day the routine of opening up the pill bottle and getting ready to take the old variety back down. Um, You know, I've been on medication for my anxiety, depression, more more or less depression more recently uh, because everything that I went through through the past year, um, this year, uh, and I'll definitely be going in a little bit about that. It's very, very serious and it's something that is not talked about enough and suicide prevention obviously is something big. I'm They're hand in hand, sadly. It's 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 something that's not talked about enough. It's like you know gun violence. There are people just it's so natural, like oh just, you know, and who cares if the person did it? Well, there is mental illness where, and, and, and I'm going to the two too much because that's like a whole other topic. But people do go through things, and we'll eventually get to the Ben Simmons aspect of it. But living with it, yeah, God, it's it's a struggle. People, some people don't believe in medicine. People believe in. Things um, like CBD, like like, like body check wellness, uh, Todd Harriman's and Riley Cote, they microdose and that's their way more or less of dealing with a lot of that because it's very difficult to live with. It takes a toll physically and the mental aspect of it can be 100% exhausting. So the everyday life of it, there's good days and bad days just like anybody else normally, but when the good days are good, we're usually good to a point of when it gets bad, and when the flip switch is flipped, Pat, you know what I mean. Uh, it's it can be really tough to come back from where the, you know, the it's like you know, the covers are over your head, or you just don't have any any will or want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So cover, the end of most of the, the um, everyday life of it, uh, it's very difficult. It's, it, it can be very difficult at times. Um, it, I mean, what yeah, more can I say about that part of it? But I'll go into more things about why i I, the events that led me to be diagnosed with mental illness um after of course uh pat you let me would like to talk for you to talk about um your
0: every well you know we just saw um something in philadelphia with with lane johnson and uh you know the rumor was that he was going through just of bouts of mental illness and you know, I, I look at a guy like that, and you know, people a lot, a lot of people were comment on Facebook saying, "Well, he's a millionaire. I don't understand why he feels this way." Um, you know, he has enough money to make himself happy. Um, I see a guy who, you know, he's six foot six, he's three hundred and thirty pounds. He's used to just punching his way out of any kind of problem that he has. You know, this is a this is a a, a villain or you know an adversary who doesn't have a face that you can't just punch your way out of problems. Um, I see a guy who's just ill-equipped to be able to handle an opponent like that, and he just broke down, and it's a shame. And I, I totally believe that he, you know, when I read the report and and just knowing from what I've seen about that guy, I just knew that this was something that has been probably killing this guy for a long time. And the reason why he went back to Oklahoma was because he went back to be with the people that he felt safest around, the people that were going to look out for his best interests. Um, if you don't have like a safety net like that, or if you don't have, you know, a a wife or parents or kids to run to that to help you in them times, it's, it's hard. I don't know how people without all those, those, those anchors can really help you um, or could get through that. I don't, I don't understand because with me, um, you know, my parents, my wife, my friends, my kids, they were what saved me. Um, So people that aren't going through that or don't have those kinds of things, I just, it's gotta be so much more of a difficult process. Um, like what you said, Frank, when, when things were bad and I actually, I didn't get on medication until I was 33 years old or 34 years old. Um, and my issues started when I when I hit puberty. Um, so I went a long time without medication, ups and downs and, you know, just highs and lows. And it, it's, it's hard. Like, and there'd be days where I wouldn't want to get out of bed, but then, you know, when I didn't get out of bed, I'd sit there and stress about you know, well, I'm getting behind at work. Or I'm getting behind I'm there, at here. Crazy. So, yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a constant push-pull. Like, you want to stay in bed because you don't feel well. And that's the only thing that's comforting. But then at the same time, too, like, the whole time you're, you're there, you're stressed out about what you're missing. And you feel guilty because, you know, you're, you're missing this or you're letting the people that you work with down. And it's just difficult. It, it, there, like I said, there's it, – it's it's an opponent that no matter what you do, it's never going to go away either. Yeah. I mean, I take medication. That's the only thing that keeps it at bay. But the second I go off medication, I'll be right back. It's not—it's not, it's not going to go away. Yeah, uh, it, you know. And the other thing about medication too, and I, I went to therapy. Therapy didn't help me. Um, I think it made me feel worse because I talked about more of the problems. It made me feel more guilty. Um, but being on medication, <coughs> it's uh, it's not a one size fits all. I mean, you you have strep throat. They go and they give you moxicillin or penicillin, and you're fine. With this, it's not like that. They could give you. you know, they They're give testing
2: you. you. I'm sorry yes. to cut you off,
0: but this is like discussion. You know, they're
2: testing you with different things, and one thing could just make you go create well I started on well the antidepressant, and I was having nightmares. Sorry. It,
0: oh, I, I had something too. I mean, I went to a doctor and I was having you keep nightmares. Going, sorry. I was sorry, having sir. like heart pa- no, it's okay. I was having heart palpitations. Um, there's a lot of like really weird side effects. And I told my doctor, and they said, Oh, well, that, that's not an issue. But then when you look online, these were all side effects. I'm like, well, get me off of this or I'm going to another doctor. And she kept prescribing it. For, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. So I went to another doctor, switched doctors, and, uh, you know, they got me on, on um, Zoloft. I'm on 50 milligrams of Zoloft a day. And, uh, and that's what gets me through, you know, the, the wear and tear of every day. Without it, I, I, you know, I probably wouldn't be here. Stress would have just killed me. Um, you know, and that, and that's reality um and that's what that's what's worked for me but it was like it was like a practice they call you know a medical um you know a, a medical uh office a practice you know that's what they were doing they were practicing on us to find out what worked for us because it's not one size fits all and that's something and the other thing too is it takes about two weeks for it to get in your system so you're feeling really bad you're at your rock bottom and you go get the medicine and they say oh by the way you won't feel anything for two weeks and that's if you feel something so that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's the other frustrating aspect of it is that you know, you don't get that instant gratification. It's a, it's a process. So when you're at rock bottom, you don't want to go through a process. You want something now. So it's just, it's really difficult. Um, you know, I chose not to go the route of you know when I have an anxiety attack, taking something that you know almost like a sedative. They got me on yes, a beta. They got me on a beta blocker. They said that you know that kind of gets rid of the flight or flight instinct that you feel with anxiety works great for me. So I'm on that. But you know, that's my daily life without without medication. I, I really don't think I'd be here. Stress would have killed me. It literally would have killed me. Um, and I have I, I think a lot of my health issues that I have now as a 38 year old is because of all those years that I went through. Just letting stress build up, build up, build up. It just it wore my insides out, and it's a shame. I'm 38, and you know I, I feel like I'm, you know, inside. I feel like I'm in my 50s. All right.
3: So I I, I know I said I wasn't going to interrupt. No, there was really good talk. But like I, I put up a couple comments, and yeah, yeah, I, saw I, I I don't know if you guys want to want me to put them back up if you guys want to respond to them. Because like I said, I don't know. I don't know. No, what it's cool. going. This it's fine. I have no problem with it.
2: Um, so you guys,
3: see these comments and. Maybe if there's something that you guys- we want to bring to awareness
2: too we want to, we also want to help so anybody that brings something up like uh Gab is a good friend of mine um I'm glad she's joined the show because she um, also suffers uh my good friend Sarah um uh, another truly good friend of mine um also uh has suffered so they're tuning in because I told them and I'm glad they're tuning in I am really happy about that so any kind of question or uh, wants to bring up think right ahead if not then we'll keep continuing so get right ahead Chris if there's any questions do you have any questions or no Oh, we were just talking about like more or less like putting up a, comments.
3: Yeah, the comments. I yeah, mean, yeah, I, sure. I mean, I'm gonna put every comment up because I don't leave. Yeah, because I want you, guys, to see. Yeah, and there's what, a question what, that pops up.
2: What the outlook is?
0: What okay. people think?
2: Yeah, if there's a question that pops up. We'll take it. Uh, we'll switch off. But I want to go back to what you were kind of just saying. Um, yeah. Well, that, that question right there. What obviously uh That's the thing. No. Yeah, it hasn't been diagnosed, which is why. Which honestly, with all due respect, which is why. Me and Cheesefire are doing a lot of the talking because we have been, and we're protecting everybody, part of the network, part of the show. Uh, we kind of have the right to, uh, they're respect boys you know I love this. Uh, but I wanna, I wanna touch on something uh, that you had mentioned kind of about um, the, the, the help that you had with your family and uh, the support system that you had because um, I'm the opposite. Um, so now we're going a little bit more deeper stuff. Um, I don't really have i have obviously my family um and a, a good family at that but you know i'm about to get really deep here um one of my parents um was never really able to deal with uh, a crying child so to speak um love that person but it was always like kind of like a get your get your crap together kind of thing or i was um threatened to be 302 when i had a problem and i was probably about 15. um so I don't have that person, uh, who do I have? Um, my biological father uh, had uh, abandoned abandoned me. I have my stepfather, who I love dearly. Um, but what he was a bastard growing up. He was a bad law. So there was no guidance where I come from. There was nobody really with any mental health issues but me. And I think that had developed because of what I've been through. And I'm gonna and I'll go into a lot of that. Uh, where, where did it come from, which will kind of be like well, on you know, the next segment, so to speak, brother. Um, but where did it come from? How did uh oh, Chris, you already know that, babe. That's my sister Kristen. Kristen understands too. She been through a lot. More you already know Kristen. Um so a lot of the things that had happened and I'm sure they say Kristen understands too. I didn't have that person. Um I had therapy and I and it was in and out of therapy because I was in and out of living with um different parents and there was no guy in growing up it was it was a free-for-all so i was on my own i was by myself my high school guidance counselor uh 15 years old i had my first suicide attempt um and i had tried to um i thought that my life was better if i if i wasn't here um and the thoughts of uh, would anybody even miss me if i was gone those are a lot of the thoughts that i have when i come close to uh doing that is would anybody even miss me um, because I don't feel as if, and this is, and because of the actions in the family that I have, I feel as if I have, I don't make them proud, and I at all, and it's really tough because I don't I I, I thrive off of recognition, uh, words of encouragement, appreciation, and I've never gotten that from anybody. And then I have my biological father who had abandoned me and my older sister, so I get that. And then he leaves, and he left when I was. Three, three years ago I was a grown adult and he was in that like like really, the hard works over I wipe my own ass um, it was just having a relationship and he didn't want that and I'll never ever talk to him ever again, or never know why me and my sister had to give each other Nina um, had to give each other closure on the situation that we had no answers on and we will never get those answers um, I still cry a lot from it because I will never know um, there's parts of people in my family that I uh, I don't necessarily can talk to about it because of the reasons why I mentioned uh, Kristen who popped up. I can talk to her and my older sister Nina and my family is who I can talk to. Uh, they are the only ones. They are the only ones that I talk I can I can actually talk to. And there for a while I didn't talk to anybody. Just this past year, um, this has been probably the worst year of my life. Uh, really recently too, um, I, I left I left New Jersey. I separated from my ex. I gave her the house. Uh, the start of a process. I mean, the start of a process is always like, wow, what do I do? Like, I just had everything. And my stepfather with his diagnosis. Um, and then my dad leaving. This is all within like three weeks, dude. This is all within three weeks. And I left where I was living in my house and I was staying with a friend in Jersey. And my job was starting to suffer. I couldn't focus. I had shut down. I And I'm a talker. And I didn't tell anybody anything that was going on when i was going through which is why another reason why we're doing this because to spread awareness because it's so real um i shut down and i stopped talking and i was here in philadelphia right in the spot right now and i went back to jersey the day of my birthday and i had and I tried my I I suicide attempt on my birthday just this past april april 30th and um i got i, I, got, I got better i got went back to therapy and I mean, I feel I feel good. Obviously, I'm emotional right now, um, but it's real. It's, it's a struggle, but um, like I, I feel good. But and that's why it's so important to talk about things when you are and the importance of it like I do. So I, t- I volunteer for twenty four seven suicide. I've been doing it for about a year because it's I've been through so much. And the, the want to people to not go through it and to listen to people is so important that's why i share everything that's why i'm so open about it and we're talking it's october of just a few months ago and i haven't talked too much about what happened i won't get into that um because i never really told any i don't know told anybody um maybe one or two people but um go back to the initial thing i kind of was always on my own um with it and then Eventually I came back to home. I came back to Philly. I, death, I had to leave everything in Jersey and, um, I came back to, uh, to be with my dad, my stepdad, who's, was, who was re-diagnosed and Chris knows 20 years. Um, he's actually going in for surgery anymore. Um, because it's the chemo and the radiation like totally took towards me. I thought so he's having, um, a 20 hour surgery tomorrow. And that's why I must up my parents now. Um, they're going to like take a part of this fibula and rebuild his whole entire job it's like an 18-hour surgery probably nine month recovery and that's why i'm here just to kind of be with him um so but like, this is real this is raw emotion this is like the stuff that we deal with a, a lot a lot so um, um uh, yeah I'm, like i say, guys i'm gonna say it again this means so much to me to even be able to talk about this stuff um because I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I knew I to get like this, but it's been a really crazy year for me. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually been in the process of like taking a leave of absence from work because I haven't dealt with any of the stuff that I went through. I, I just pass on. And it's crazy because, you know, um, geez, Ryan, Ernie, uh, Chris, like a lot of people see me as Frankie, the journalist from the fires and the podcast and all of that good stuff and everything about it. And, um, but inside, it, it, it's like, dude, I, I just tried to kill myself because I thought that my life was better if I wasn't here. And would anybody even miss me or no? And those are the effects of mental illness when you get down like that. Like I can go from doing what we do, laughing and joking a joke on the last show, to raw emotion like this. And uh, one, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do both and be able to talk about both. Um, but it's also something that we deal with all the time. Um it's gone. Thank you. Yeah, we'll keep going, but um so,
3: okay. so so real quick. Um you know, obviously, you know, you hit some touch you hit some talking. <clears throat> now do, do you feel I mean obviously the story's coming out in Chicago with everything that's coming on, like do you feel any way like like what John Doe is feeling I, I I forget his name. I oh, yeah. Remember. I just actually
2: t- touched on him. Yeah, <laughs> cheers, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so,
3: so, like, for like someone who suffer, suffers from mental illness or mental health, like I said, I don't know the terminology for it. No, so, uh, if I'm disrespectful, so we're, we're I goodness. apologize. Mental illness
2: is like you so, su- mental right. health is that aspect of it. Like, we're doing a charity for mental health or mental illness. It's kind of similar. It's like the way you're directing it. Like, Frankie doesn't suffer from mental health, Frankie <laughs> right. suffers from mental illness.
3: So like, when, so when you see stories like, yeah, hold on
2: a second, Chris, you can't necessarily just say fake. I, I mean, you have your opinion, but there hasn't been a diagnosis, so try and treat it as a little little sensitivity. And we will talk about that. Like, we just want to get more awareness, but sorry. we will dive into it. All right, bud.
3: So, my, my, my question is, is like, are you yeah, so sorry. you, see, you see, no, no, it's fine. You see the stories with, <laughs> with what happened in the Black Hawks, as a person who suffers from mental illness, how. How does that like how does that make you feel like 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 now that you know the whole story and what the Blackhawks did and the fact that the NHL had to send out a memo to the entire <clears throat> NHL and say don't be pieces of shit like 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 I, I don't understand where in 2021 when stuff like that comes up and now you have this kid who again I'm not gonna diagnose him but you would assume that he's probably suffering feeling
2: Feeling effects. Yes. Yeah. That's, so you can say I'm feeling the effects of mental illness without saying I have mental illness. I have is a diagnosis. I'm feeling the effects is depression. You know what I'm saying? Jeez,
0: you you, you, get what you pick up one. But yeah. Absolutely. I mean, some people, are born with it. So like my issue is, is I got an issue with serotonin. So that's what I take an SSRI, which is serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I have it's brain chemistry with me. So
2: it's like.
0: Yeah. So, the, you know, it's, chemi- it's chemical. So that's what um, I could have all the great things in life and have everything given to me. And were, if I wasn't on medication, I'd still you know, be suffering from this. It, it has nothing to do with it. And then there's also people that, you know, very bad experience, like uh, like a post-traumatic, something that would induce post-traumatic stress on, on a person, you know, that they would go through and, and feel some effects of the of mental illness while dealing with that issue. And that's probably what this guy's going through. He wasn't born probably with this. It's just something that, you know, he happened upon because something bad that happened in his life that's triggered this, this problem. Um, two things when I was listening to Franco. Um, he, in a situation with, with people that have that issues like him and I have, um, just simple things like change is really hard. You know, he had a really tough year. Um, a lot of things changed in his life. Change is not good for people with mental illness. Yeah. um I, yeah. I every single day i try to game plan what i'm going to do and how i'm going to get through this day and it's just moving chess pieces on the board time management
2: can goes- come become everything because yes. that sense of loneliness can now trigger Why you're alone right uh, whether and- you are or not just your brain starts to go and you get lost in your thoughts a day they say i'm lost in my thoughts or i'm in my head that's kind of like the, the foundation of starting to start elsewhere uh, which is why I'm staying so busy as important, which is crazy because I am up literally all night long. Gravity, I mean, Chris, Chris. Um, now you know me, but productivity, productivity is really big with me, um, and productivity in the way of helping other people, um, whether it be about talking about um, um, you know anything suicide or setting up an event or you no, know, Chris, Ernie, I got this good interview for you. And they're like, "Thank you so much. It means a to me." If do you don't know wonder why, do because I've always looked for acknowledgement and I've always looked for praise, and that's where it stems from for me. And being able to find the foundation of where it comes from is the hardest thing, dude. It's the hardest thing, and I've been able to find it. Um, it comes from like not really getting any kind of encouragement. Um, yeah, I just saw you text that out. That is big. Um, that should have happened immediately. And I think that's great. And I and you know what? I John T's uh, great. And you know what? It's and you know, I I think that's something should be done about Taze. I think that's something should be done about Patrick Kane. Listen, you can't you can't it either no comment at then. I respect the no comment more, more than just saying oh like whether it's not a big deal or whatever, or whatever the fuck they said. Sorry for the person. Um but you can't I'm sorry, bro. Um you can't like you can't justify anything about this. You can't justify about anything about the Olympics. I mean, the gymnastics back then, at Penn State, and I am a Penn State guy. Okay? We were, uh, we were just talking about this, Chris. Um, it's very similar. You can't – it's not okay. It, this is not okay at all because what you're doing is obviously illegal and it's a big problem, but – it now comes the mental health aspect and the mental illness aspect of it, which now opens up a whole other world that people, oh, I'm, I just feel down today. No, you've been feeling down for six months. Something is wrong. And the next thing you know, there you go. I'll tell you a short story. I had somebody when I would do the hotline, so i cut come back on the hotline when the flyers start, um, priorities, I guess. Um, but I, I, I had to substitute one because it's just too much. I had somebody that would call about seven months. Ago, um, great talks. He would reach out to me personally. I'm through, through what I go through. I'll use my phone, but go through what I go through. Um, seven months I had him, and uh, I lost him about two months ago, three months ago. Um, he didn't make it, sadly. Um, you can't, now doing what I do being such an advocate, the minute you say, what can I have done, and you know what I mean, she's fine. Right, like, what could I have done to help? Is when now you you settle in guilt and you can't accept it, and it's really difficult not to because but you but you have to you have to trust first of all people that get involved in, in the hotline work. Um, you obviously have a sense of confidence in you. Uh, you three gentlemen know me well enough. You obviously know me well enough. Um, to know that I'm a confident person in most of the things that I do, um, whether it be sports, journalism, talking to people as a friend. Eric, you know exactly what I mean. I've had good conversations with you when you were going through the loss of your father. Um, Chris, I probably told you to shut up a bunch of times, but you know I still love you. Uh, but you've listened to me talk, so I appreciate that. Uh, Pat, you and I are obviously getting getting more close, close, and we found out that we um, have uh, one of the greatest connections in the world that we're both nuts. Um, but for, for truth be told, but we can say that. So let us go. Yes. But the truth be told, you know, you do everything you can. You go with confidence, and I've had some deep conversations. I've had. And it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done, really, and. You know you can't think about it and like have that sit on you like the guilt aspect of it for other people because some people just it's not one like thing their purpose but it, it's it can be, it's very it goes deeper than even what i've been through and i didn't even um, go into like everything i mean i just went through more recent stuff um within a short period of time and the things i've been through happen in people's lifetime maybe not even mine happened um in four months four months of my life i went through all that um which is intense um, it's really intense, but um, but yeah, I kind of like kept going somewhere else. But uh, but yeah, I'll just move it on. to Chris, if you want to, oh yeah, but uh, Joe Q should not be in the NHL. He should never coach again. I think. What I mean, he's up in there in the fame with uh, Cruden, who's another jerk. Um, all those guys. Like, there's just no business for being in here. I just don't understand how. Like, how do you? I I, I can't. I, I can't even put the words in. I always have something to say. Where you're, where you think it's okay, and then the, the people that are witnessing it and like, hush, hush. What to win a championship? To win a game? It's more than a game. It becomes that. That is a, a diagnosis of a psychopath. Dawn Hartman. Oh, I Have a great story about her. God, Dawn, I love you dearly. I'm gonna just jump in a, a big story about Dawn. I know Dawn from my first uh, law job. Dawn was having Dawn. Obviously, I can talk about them, my little nephew. Dawn was having trouble having a baby. And her and her husband, Jack, big Jack, I love you, had a um, very difficult time having a baby. And I had reached out, and we were working together, we became good friends. I'm like, have you ever through a benefit? And because she was getting the um, somebody help me out. Um, what, what is it? I that, no, what is it? The, the process to have a baby, that's like you pay for it. Yeah, I be, 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 be yeah. Yeah, is that it? I don't know, bro. Somebody jump in and tell me. Um, in vitro fertilization. Yeah. Thank you, my brother. Yes. yeah help me out dude um it's not like an idiot over here and she had um very difficulty so i was like let me let me do something for you i was still the sheffield ernie yeah, and i threw dawn a benefit at the sheffield and we raised all the money and dawn now has thank you dawn dawn now has a son we raised the money and she now has a son don how old is um how old is little man now um and that was amazing for yeah it was we raised the money for her and she now has a child. And I was um I I I don't I wasn't felt responsible, but I was able to help with that. And that was one of the amazing things I did. I'm so happy that she jumped on. Um but yeah, uh great story about Matthone. I'm glad
0: that she's here. Um, uh, right, here we go. I mean the other issue too, I think that um touching on mental illness, like I said, my personal struggle, I it started around puberty, so I guess around twelve or thirteen. And I lived most of my adult life until, I, you know, a good 20 years like that. Part of the problem was that you can't, you can't get into somebody else's head and know what they're thinking. All you're, you're in your head. And to me, I lived that life for so long and I went through the change from becoming a boy to a man. And, you know, these were all the feelings I had. I just thought it was normal. You know, I thought it was normal to get angry about things. I thought it was normal to blow up about, you know, dumb stuff and have these mood swings and not want to get. I just thought that everybody had this emotion. And when I hit rock bottom, I came to find out that, you know, it, that's not the case at all. Yeah. And my father went, my father went, my father has depression, too, and is on very similar medication. And what we have is hereditary. And, you know, he'd been seeking treatment for a few years. And, he you know, he told me, you need to get help. You know, you really there's to the point now where you really need to get help because you're not you're not going to survive this without it. And, you know, that's that's the thing. And there's there's other people walking around like that that just think that, you know, the way they're living their life is normal and and, and they're not happy and they're they're moody and they're they're, they're making life hard for the people around them. And they don't realize it. And They don't realize that, you know, things can get better. Um, you don't have to live that way. Quality of life is so much better. Once you or once you see and acknowledge what is going on here, that it's not normal, and that you can move past it, you can get better um, if you're willing to put up the fight for it. Put and, the fight for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. you got you have to fight for it, and that's and that's the thing. And, and my quality of life over the last four years has been the best in my adult life. It's been the best. I I, I finally I think I've I, I finally know what it feels like to be able to relax and not stress yes. about things. I went yes. for twenty years where I, I you know even I've, I was sitting watching a football game. I couldn't relax. I was stressed about something. Something was going through my my head. My my thoughts were racing. I just couldn't stop. Couldn't sleep. Be up reading all night. It, it was just. It was such a piss poor way to live. And you, you don't realize how much a good quality of life will do for you. How much a good night's sleep will do for you. How much being stress free will do for you. And I just like you said, I encourage other people. If you feel that way, if you if you're perpetually angry. And the people around you are, are saying, you know, you have these mood swings like you, there's something you probably should take their, their, what they're saying to you seriously, not get offended by it. I know it's tough because yeah. you're going through life, you're, you're dealing with a lot of stuff and you're really stressed out. And to, when somebody comes and says, oh, you know, there's something wrong with you, it's really easy to take that the wrong way. Which isn't idea to help too. Like, yeah. You
2: know, you just, you just that. Right.
0: And and especially in the time that we live too. I mean, you're feeling bad about yourself. You're on Facebook. You see all these nice pictures of people being away. This that you think everybody's so happy, but you. Um, and that kind of adds to it too. You know, there's the, there's the opposite of it. You know, you think you know. I think a lot, some people think everybody's just as angry as they are. Other people think that everybody's just perpetually happy. The truth is, is somewhere in between. And you just got to kind of recognize that, and not let stuff like that bother you. And like I said, if you are somebody that's perpetually angry or somebody says, you know, hey, you might want to get help. You, if you trust that person, you probably should probably should listen to them. Um, they're not trying to hurt your feelings. They're trying to, to help you um, and they just they throw you a lifeline. In, in today's world, I feel like a lot of people, they, they get thrown lifelines a lot. And they just don't take it. And there's nothing wrong with taking that, you know.
2: It's a great point. It's a great point. You mentioned, I love the fact that you brought the word trust because I go back to like, well, like hotline, like they have no idea who I am. Yeah. And I have no idea who they are and they have come to the point where they have to trust me. Not have to, but they are putting their trust in me. Um, and it's, it's important. I did a seminar one time about this and I brought it up and, uh, it was, it was about trust actually. And I had mentioned this, um, like a little bit about what I do and the room had grew. And people we're very interested in it. Um, but like people, like you said, like people walking around like everyday life, like looking at you know, at, at like us. And I, by the way, I'm so glad that you're doing good. good four years for you, my brother. I really am. Because, and it, it's crazy to learn each other's stories because here, where you are and where you are and dealing with it and where I am dealing with it, um, sadly it's opposite. Um, cause I, 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 deal with it on days. I still have days where I don't, my self-worth is very low, um, and it sucks because I'm looking at, like, you know, you I look at people and people are thinking, like, dude, like, like like we said, you just never know what that person's going through. Uh, but some people look at me as a journalist and all that stuff. But, like, I have those days where I want to crawl out of my skin. And, like I mentioned, that feeling, dude, you know, that feeling's life. I, I, I don't think there's any feeling like that. Like, when I first came back home from Jersey and I went through everything and I first walked through that door, closed the door, and I sat down, and I was just like, Ugh. Like everything I, I went through was in Jersey. Um, obviously not you know by the motions, but now I could have started the process, uh, and trust the process. Little thanks little for you. Um, I see that you're watching behind you. Uh, and I could have started what I needed to do. Um, obviously I'm still going through up and down, and I still have like ups and downs. Like you, you could technically look at me like a um an addict trying to get help still. Like, you're four years clean, and I'm still an addict trying to get help, uh, but trying to do the best that I can. Uh, Not with full-blown relapses where I try to attempt suicide, but days where I am very down, um, distant, communication isn't there. And the things that, like, really help me are helping other people. One, because I do love to help other people. Um, I mean, everybody kind of here knows that. I mean, I do anything for anybody, um, and that's the way I am as a person uh but also because that recognition because I want people to be proud right proud of me because I've never <laughs> had that and I've never been told that from anyone in my family before. Um yeah, that's the truth. truth. Um which I'm not asking you guys to do it. I know he was proud of me. I love his dearly or i know that. But not, not, not hearing that from your own fan It goes back to where the difference with us is I didn't have that. And which is why I'm so glad that we're doing this because we're, everybody's really getting two different stories, two different stories, two great stories, two great tales, but really the, the difference in what it's like um, on the road of recovery and healing and also the road to something I wake up. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important to know um, the help and the, even if you just say, like, "Hey," like I, I called uh, Ernie so many times with everybody about really checking on his dad, and I always said, "Let me know if you ever want to talk. Let me know if you need any help with anything." He did it. and he didn't need. And, he, and it's okay if he didn't need to. Alright, um, I was just saying, like you know, all the times I called you and said, "If you need anything, call me. If you ever need to talk, call me." He didn't, and he didn't have to, and that's okay. But you put it out there. It's the, it's the letting the ear because you know one day if it was late at night and he, and he needed to and he did. I would have answered, and we would have taken the process and the steps that we needed to. That's why it's so important. I do a lot of charity work for NAMI, National Alliance Against Mental Illness. What she's five right, me and you are going to, we're going to do something real nice, brother. We're going to do, and I want to do a collab with the Frank the Tank Show, and I want to do a collab with Filly Philly Podcast, and I think we're going to do something real good, and we're going to do a really nice, big charity event. We'll talk about that soon. Um, just the importance of knowing about it Now, Obviously, I think we gave a lot of information. I'll give you, like, your take on it, but maybe we'll talk a little bit about this Ben Simmons thing. We're going to start crying again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Dolan, thank you so much. Yeah, I I appreciate you. I love you. All right,
3: so. uh, All right, guys, come on. (laughs) So, obviously, we have, we have. Varying opinions on the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it was our last show. Me and Eric kind of got into it, and it was fun.
2: But it was here was... for that. That's the right. that's the building of their cheese fry.
3: Right. And and you know what? It was it was nothing about the, the mental. All right. I'm sure he'll be back. It was nothing about you know the mental issues. It was about the billing and you know does he deserve to be booed? I mean, I think he does. You know, my opinion is I don't boo my players. Whatever. But now you have everybody, and I can't stand him. Yeah. 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 Talking about (laughs) (laughs) so, So so now you have all these opinions. We have everybody from YouTube, you know, a couple debates going on. You know, is he faking? Is he this? You know, there's a lot more people who think he's faking. Which is kind of disrespectful on both ends because and, and I you know, Lane Johnson got the sympathy you know yeah, the Chicken Olympics did not get the sympathy when she had a mental breakdown like, like, we, we need whether he's faking or not we as as a society just like b Rat said we need to take this for real well, other, other than well, he's kind of another other, one, yeah. yeah. He's going the other way, but I'm going for, yeah. You know, first, we he's got to go and get the help and find out if he really has the mental health issues. Yeah, listen, we all know the stuff that Ben Simmons went through last year with his sister and everything you know, coming out and saying everything that happened to her as a kid with his brother who was he's shooting coach who should be fired anyway <laughs> like like it's stuff like that that it's going and in my opinion it would take a toll on me and, and I'm again I don't suffer from it so you know he's got all this pressure to perform especially in Philadelphia we all know how that is and now he's got to deal with his sister and the issues that she's bringing to the table which could very well be you know the right issues so I'm gonna turn it back over to you guys and I want you to explain what to the people who don't understand who think Ben Simmons is faking. I want you to explain to them and to me and Eric what we what you think he is going through and where his mind is at.
1: All right. Before before uh, one of you guys answer, yeah, I wanna do a, I I wanna do um a live read commercial real fast because I don't wanna edit any of this tomorrow. I just want to put it right up on, on- roll right motion, Charlo. Get right ahead. All right. So Real quick, um, all right, this uh, episode is coming to you partly by Monkey's Uncle. Monkey's Uncle is a retro vintage-inspired t-shirt boutique that's more than just a store. It's family-owned and locally operated in Doylestown, Pennsylvania since 2010. It's a unique experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane, where I know you're sure to find something that will make make you nostalgic for the back in the day. From babies to babes, dudes to dads, it's the most fun your closet will ever have visit them at themonkeysuncle.net today and check out their inventory of cool hip hip hop culture for hip hop culture vintage apparel from t-shirts to coffee mugs and they even have awesome masks to keep you and others safe during the covid-19 pandemic that's themonkeysuncle.net or call at 267-247-5865 that's 267-247-5865 don't forget themonkeysuncle.net
2: all right, so real quick, I just want we to. Like have to touch on. We have to talk. We have to talk. I him. just want to
3: say, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's faking. I'm
2: just yeah. saying there's people no. who think he is. Yeah, G- no, Gabs is saying. I think she's referring to um, the, the person that we have on that's really kind of going off a little bit. I actually, um, she's right. If you don't mind, I think that we should actually kind of um, take before we get into the big that thing. Take I want the, the comments. Um, there, somebody really seems to be. Um, I don't know what it is. But we can touch. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons. Anything right off the bat? Right off the bat, I'll say this for the statement, which we must probably agree on. In the sports world, in the aspect of sports, I'm. This is how I feel about it. And ben Simmons had initially said he does not want to be here. And I'm giving the journalism side of things. All right, I, I I'm around players, professional athletes, and I talk to them. I know them. Ben Simmons had said he does not want to be here. He abandoned his team. He came back, which looked like due to the fact that he was losing money. Now, yes, monkey uncle is the bomb. tower Ray talking. Came back on the fact that he was losing money. Comes back. Shows no emotion around his team. Shows no dedication to the huddle. Doesn't look like he's holding himself accountable for abandoning the team. And abandonment is something that I have dealt with, which I take very personal and then comes out and says that there's some kind of health issue and that he is not mentally fit to play. The naked eye would say exactly what the gentleman – I'm sure you can pull up one of his his comments, uh, Chris, um, that it's all BS. Um, They won't blame mental health. He had no issues when he was – now him saying he had no issues, now you don't know that. So your comment is irrelevant. Um, I think that that was a little – Extreme, unless you are also someone of me and Cheese Fry, by all means, um, I appreciate you and you for doing well. But you can't, and, I, and so have I. I was a teacher for six years, and I worked with special needs. So keep it coming, dude. Get to come uh, on Friday show. We can talk. Um, now the mental health aspect. When those words are said, there's there's protocol with a job with anything because my job is aware of what I go through, and now there's a protocol. I believe that he will have to go into he will he is going to be evaluated. Obviously, there's refusal. But he will be evaluated. Um, you never and it goes back to the aspect of me and and you. People see flyers, journalism, happiness, articles, bleach report, all the good friends, all that. Ben Simmons, basketball player, point guard, sixers, Philly, money, everything. Money is the root of all evil. Money. Well, look at we'll look at some of the stars that we lost to to to, to all that to, to suicide and uh, you know, everybody. Chris Connell's one of the best. It's, it's it's money. It doesn't do anything. So when he says until his money was taken, money, if anything, could have made it worse. And that's what he's not understanding. If anything, uh, sad to say, that, 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 that he's actually very uneducated for being a teacher on this topic. Um, with all due respect, by the way, he's very uneducated on this topic. I'm not taking it too personal, and I'm speaking with respect, but it's very true Um, because I am very educated because I'm a counselor and I know what I'm talking about. But money can actually make this worse. Look at some of the things people that we've lost. Um, I'm I'm, not sympathy. You're an idiot to find out. Um, So we don't know really what he has been diagnosed with. It doesn't know that there is a diagnosis on the sports level of it all. Trade him. Not good for the team. He abandoned the team. It's not good for them. Um, you gotta, I, mean, I don't know if they can get somebody in here to win a championship because you're going to have to draft because there's no leverage. There's no leverage with Ben Simmons to trade. Now I'm talking as a journalist, guys. You guys all know that. Um, I still would, would trade him. Chris, um, I'll get your take on that too. I, w- I would still move on from, as the sports uh, journalist that I am, I would still move on from um, abandonment. And we talked about this last time. Yeah, yeah I want to know your take. I'll, I'll choose about it. Like where you stand as a writer part of it, really the journalist of it.
0: Speaking from my own experience, um, you know, when you talk about your issues with people, in my own experience, both being on the receiving end and reaching out, I think it's easier to talk to somebody that you're not as close with. I think, you know, when I've had issues, you know, when I've reached out to people, I reached out to one of my best friend's older brothers because he he's somebody who suffered from mental illness, and he told me that before. And, uh, his name's Mike. Uh, I reached out to him and, you know, he helped me through it. one of the things that helped me be able to talk to him and open up with him is he's not somebody I see every day. He's not somebody I see socially a whole lot. So, you know, somebody I trusted. now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't went in all this stuff, but you know, he's not somebody I see every day. Um, I think once you kind of put these things out there, I think it's hard to come back to the situation. The situation will be normal. So in in his situation, he needs a fresh start. You know, mental illness was what caused this riff in the first place. Nothing's going to do him any better than getting a fresh start someplace else where he can just kind of turn a page and and move on. Um, I think that's going to be the best thing for him. Uh, Yeah, I I Yeah, I, I like to believe that, you know, what he's saying is genuine. Um, I think once somebody kind of hits that button and says, you know, this is a mental illness thing, I think you have to kind of wait and and see, you know, Um, I hope to God that neither him nor anybody else would ever use that as an excuse to try to get over on somebody or get his money or get, you know, I like to think that people are better than that at this point. So, you know, that's that's just my take on the whole thing. I, I hope I hope that he's better than than. Than trying to pull that card because that, that's that's just so totally wrong if that's the the end game here, yeah. um, and to, to the guy who you know doesn't seem to really understand this, you know, I and he's not understanding. He's him. obviously
2: talking about me. He's not understanding what I'm saying. You're being a hypocrite. I said you were uneducated about the topic. You were uneducated about mental illness. That is what I said. So you forgot a few words there. Where is the empathy? Well, I can ask you the same thing, pal. Because where's yours? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I can talk to you, tell them blue in the face on a topic, you're yeah. not gonna learn anything. Yeah, we're gonna go back
2: just gonna yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I mean I mean you should have came to this this thing with a little bit more of an open mind, you would have understood it a little bit better. Have to be.
2: You have to. And, and anybody would. Um and I'll touch on it one other one other let's uh, that what what are we doing? I haven't let's say anything wrong. So um, the fact that we were having this talk means I am not far off. Well, yeah, you're not far off because you're, you're not talking about the topic. You're talking about Ben Simmons and money. You're not necessarily talking about anything else but the sports aspect of it, which is good. You have knowledge in sports, and I'm happy about that. Come on my show, and we'll I, I love the debate. I mean, ask these guys. I'm a debater, basket debater. Um, so it goes back with, with Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick needed a fresh start set. Carson Wentz needed a fresh start. It got to a point where MP and I played hockey 18 years. I played a long time and I was out two years because of a concussion. I, there is obviously something not fucking right up there. <laughs> um, that's also another real thing. That is real. Concussion syndrome is real. Um, it's not, it's, it's, that also is a part of it. I mean, look at touchy Aaron Hernandez. Now, he was diagnosed with post concussion syndrome. Now, saying it was okay what he did because he killed somebody, he go to jail. But he wasn't right. He was not right, and that is actually a proven medical fact. And he I'm had like, more
0: CTE on his brain than any brain ever. Unreal,
2: before. unreal, and I'm sure there are people that will have an issue with that. Oh, no, he yes, he did kill somebody, but he also was really bad. Um, he was not mentally right, um, and i mean, we'll, we'll say more about it. We're not going to touch too much on that, but that is somebody that really suffered from mental illness and never got help, never got help, whether you take your own life or you take somebody else's. He never got the help that he needed. So going back am going to say about Nolan Patrick, I mean another one I believe not, not gonna say I believe, um he was there big on the media I like Jake Vorchak. Um he needed a fresh start though. So he I mean they moved on from him, um because of the fact of his the injuries killed like got to him. Um he just couldn't could not and it was it was a great move, great move. Um because yeah, from a big fire scout, we all know that. But um you know to kind of have the um touch on it because i i mean I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing pre-game for the liars um so we um this has been great this has been great i let a lot out um thank you that means a lot to me um like I can see I, I saw some good facial reactions with you guys i saw you a couple of times all right um this is something that i've been wanting to do for a long time i mean er- ernie we talked about doing the show i was going to start this show right before um right before ernie's uh, father had passed away we were getting ready to start this show um, i wish i would have knew that you could i mean could, you and i could have done it um geez we could have we could have done it that show and maybe that could something that we could do in the future um yeah. just like an audio um and maybe a live show every now and then to really talk about certain things i think we should really think about that um um uh, like like a uh like 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 cv after dark you know what i mean like really get down to the to the uh no nitty gritty of it um oh, Derek, thank you my brother uh, thanks to these guys here for having me. Um, yeah, this was, this has been amazing. I was really looking forward to this. I'm glad I got to talk to you a little bit earlier. Um, I'm happy as can be for you for your journey. Um, my journey keeps continuing. I'm going to keep doing the best that I can. I know I have someone to call him with both use and maybe Chris, if he's not being a douche. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Chris so much. I break his ball. I've known him very, well longer than actually, um, both of Um, that's why I say that. Shit, he's back. Um, but uh, nah, come on. I was, I was always saying good stuff, but um, yeah, this has been amazing. Um, I mean, it means a lot to me. I was, I I let it out, and I'm not afraid to let it out. And I was the raw emotion behind it. People knew what I. They probably felt what I've been through. Um, in a short period of time, it's real and shit, man. You can put my number up there if you want. A- anybody that can call me anytime, anytime. I'm always. I'm. I'm always willing to talk to people. It's what I do. Um. Don't let that dude leave that. Well, you know, I'm a journalist for the Flyers, man. I gotta remember me calling him. You, you know, if, if he wants to talk, give him, give him my, some about my number, please. Um. Nah, kidding. <laughs> uh, I didn't say you were ignorant about it. I said you were uneducated. Okay. Ignorant is such a negative word. And listen, you're taking it too far. You were focused on the Ben Simmons and the money of it, and that he used that. That's your opinion. That's okay. I, that's fine. You can have that opinion. We were talking about more or less the topic. We talked about the Ben Simmons thing, but like now you're starting to kind of take it. Now don't let that dude leave. Um, like, what is that? Like, you want to keep talking? Then 205-626-8103. You can call me, and if you want the address, I'll be more than happy to give that to you too. Um, I ain't far. So that's that's you know that I appreciate you guys having me on. It means a lot. Um, you know I know I love you guys
0: more than anything. I mean, look, but I'm not debating anything with you. Uh, I'm not debating the life I lived. This I isn't know. a debate, yeah. We're not debating about like what. Yeah, it's I, I I live this life every day, but There's nothing to debate for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. If you want to have a debate, in yeah. fact, yeah, how do you debate mental debating, illness anyway? Is, I'm, is
2: I'm worse you. than you. You're doing good. You you happy man?
0: Like right, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk like, about this because right. we through it. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Oh, the inappropriateness that just went on. The not way. us. Like not but, us. No, no, I'm just talking about, I know. And I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think
2: the miscommunication is. Yeah. It, I, not I not use humor with a lot of my stuff. You guys know that. I do. And that's one of my big things. Um, But it's also true. There's no debate in this. You can't the, debate a dyno. Well, like, come on. What are you, you Sebastian minus Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might have to get off. I'm getting on work yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's no debate in this. Like I lived it every day. Like you're not gonna tell me what I've lived and what I've experienced. Like you either understand it at this point after we discussed it with here, you, you, you don't. And there's nothing else I could say to you after you know 57 minutes of me talking, Frankie talking, giving you a very in-depth discussion on what it is. If you don't get it at this point, but right. you ain't getting it. So right. and, and I it is think, what it is.
3: And I, I think I think people are taking like the people who are disagreeing are taking it. Taking, level. They're taking, well, I didn't know that there's, yes. And, I, and that's what it is. I think the, the view is misconstrued. Like there's clearly the communication. It's not there. Like everyone has their opinions. Your, your, your opinion isn't wrong. That's why it's your opinion. If you think Ben Simmons is faking it, you're not the only one. Nope. Like, there's a lot of people who think he's faking it. That you, you don't hear a lot of the NBA players speaking out on Ben Simmons's behalf.
2: Because you can't, because you don't know. You have to just correct. respect. Exactly,
3: correct. Yes. We don't talk. Mental illness is something that we, as a society, it's not talked about a lot.
2: No, uh, unless and, you were, unless people, like, it's like this whole other world of people that do suffer through it. Because like we're this whole clan that tried to talk about it and build awareness. Now, and people that don't know about it. Well, one that's, I mean, it's not that, that was a great thing, but it's um it's always always good to be educated on of course because um, to just spread awareness as we're doing I mean, we're spreading a lot of awareness right now I'm trying to spread awareness for that guy my new market um, but um <laughs> you know but I mean yeah
3: I mean listen you know, you know th- this was a good episode you know probably, I, I
2: mean, this is the best work I've ever done
3: I, I think this is something that you know going forward it's something that Maybe we can talk about on this network if people, if you know you and Pat want to do. We were your, just talking about that yeah. doing your doing your own thing, and you know, me and Eric are fine with it. Like, you, you know, it, it's stuff that has to be brought out there. Like, you don't know if it's out. You know, on the podcast world, like I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm generally new to the podcast world. You know, we did the Facebook Live in twenty eight in twenty nineteen. Then obviously, COVID shut everything down, and we started doing podcasts during twenty twenty. So I don't know if it's out there. I know there's an I know there's it has to be because there's a podcast for everything else. I know there's a podcast for um what is there a podcast for? Uh, my friend's wife. She has a podcast, you know, because she's a recovering and it's called oh, well, set me up. I've been looking I've been yeah. looking for a podcast to do stuff it's, with. It's called How I Met My Sober Mother. And you know, it's you know, they touch <laughs> the effects of drinking and depression and what led to it. So like like so so I'm sure oh, there's it's right. it up there, but to actually have someone tackle this, um and yeah we yeah we'll get. I'm we'll sorry, i am just doing No, that's fine. And you know, I, I think it's good. You know, obviously the other guy had his his comments, but
2: you know you saw a lot of positive comments where people were like. You I'm saw a lot of people heard. come out and, and admit that they have it. You saw would, would it be that be the first time that they've ever said that, or would it be the millionth? People came out tonight. The goal was to spread and to talk about the topic and to talk about a little bit about more about it. Um, event thing I'm sure was a part of it, but all, people also came on this show tonight and said, "I have mental illness. It doesn't get any better than that."
3: Right. So, like, so, 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 so we got that going. Listen, I feel like we we were you guys were great tonight. You know. You know, comments got a little out of hand. People. No,
2: were they, I mean they were just good. Were, it's all good. It was good. Yeah, stuff. yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, I don't. What I'm just mean out of hand is, I again, yeah. I think people were taking it the wrong way. That's I Yeah,
2: I'm yeah, thinking. yeah. Absolutely. But uh, final thought <laughs> all the way around. I love the final thought. I love the final thought. So, uh, final thought. Um, Flyers going to the Eastern Conference Finals, guys. I'm sticking with it. Balls are going to be back with the Flyers next year.
1: Please, no, no, kidding. <laughs> oh my god.
2: Did you see my face? Yes, yeah. I did. Oh, I see a little
1: box. It got heated. Oh, Chris!
2: By the way, real quick for final <laughs> thought for that, my show is a debate show. I want you on there, you and me. No, no holds bar.
3: So it's funny. I updated my uh, CEV sports info today on my website. Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty comical. Come so. on, the
2: Frank. Come on, the Frank Show. My final thought for Claude Giroux will be at the Flyers next season. Oh, you I don't know why you wouldn't be. Because he's a
3: free <laughs> oh,
2: well. Guys, great show. Love it. I have to get ready for pregame. I don't ever cut on a show. Um, dude, thank you so much, guys. This was no everything. I set something well. up soon. You guys are rock and roll rock stars. Um, bada bing, bada boom. Cheese fry, keep being cheesy. Ernie, keep doing your drink. Kit Chris, keep being a jerk off, dude. Love <laughs> yeah.
0: you. See you, guys. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as
2: it can. What's the problem now?
3: All right, so we're back. And have a good night, everyone.
1: Take care.